0: welcome to the 11th episode of the Gabriel podcast today I have a longtime friend here lovely Matthias um, just a quick opener uh, some notes that I have on her she oh I've known her uh, ever since high school is where we met and um, s- from that time she is a twitch streamer a cosplayer video editor a behavioral technician a california state long beach graduate with a degree in psychology um is on the TikToks. a beauty specialist and a japanese language wizard oh my
1: goodness
0: so that is what i have in my notes so th- welcome lovely thank you so much for coming on to the show
2: thank you you know what's really funny 11 is actually my lucky number really Well, yeah, because my birthday is 11-11, so 11 has always been a special number to me, which is hilarious how things worked out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, the 11th episode, I did not plan that, but the universe has its ways, apparently. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, how are you, lovely? I'm
2: doing well. Um, It's finally the weekend for me. I had a very long week, and... I'm just ready to relax, I guess.
0: <laughs> mhm. Yeah, a little bit of back it's again we find ourselves in an early morning on a Saturday. Uh <laughs> 7:30 a.m. is yes. uh the time for us here Pacific Standard Time. And uh you know, trying to fit two uh full-time people schedules <laughs> leads us to this day. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, but we're, we're, um, very grateful for, for Lovely coming on here. So yeah, so uh, the episode kind of came about cause the other day we actually went to do a photo shoot and, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, always, uh, fishing for a podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> and I found a prime opportunity to invite, um, Lovely, uh, during that time. So that was really cool. And I had a lot, had a lot of fun in that shoot.
2: Yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. it's been a while since i've done a photo shoot so i'm sorry if i was very scuffed
0: no no i mean i had a lot of fun um you know i'm no i'm no professional photographer so i just i, I kind of I go love out the there picture
2: so far <laughs> i love the picture so far
0: yes okay. yes um i like to i like to mess around a little bit with the editings and um i, I do have a connection with the uh, or I think it's just really cool, like the whole idea of a camera and, and capturing a moment. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that connects with me. So I, you know, I just play around with it, play around with it. Um, and it's really cool to have someone that actually wants to get uh, the picture <laughs> taken. Um, like I mentioned, because um, there's you know, it's just it's just a different feeling because it's like you have like you can capture something. Um, you know, because sometimes people are shy and that's fine. It's just. You know, there's something cool as well or interesting as well to, um, to capture like, like an emotion like other than like shy, which is you know fine. And you know mm-hmm. when you have your cosplay and like you're trying to, um, you know
2: bring out the character,
0: bring out the character. Mm-hmm. That that's um for me that's that's really cool to
2: yeah. To do I do that. I do much better uh, posing for characters than for myself. <laughs> Because I I have a persona in mind that I'm trying to like bring out, and I just feel more comfortable with that, I guess.
0: <laughs> I see, that's cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so how about we go a little bit back in time, um, before I met you, um into elementary school, um, and you grew up in Long Beach, like yeah, this whole time, all
2: my life, yes.
0: Okay, that's cool, and um. So how was your, like, early early childhood, like, your your, um, early schooling? Like, was it... um, Where where did you go for, like, those schools?
2: I went to Garfield Elementary School. So it's just, like, down the street from my house. And it was okay. I remember being such a (laughs) crybaby. I was... For some reason, I was, like, such a crybaby. And... um, I don't remember much from it just because I guess I didn't really have that many good memories.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I mean, I did have some friends, but I didn't have any like, like with TTG, you know how with TTG, like you guys are still friends from elementary school, you know, and with me, there wasn't um, someone I could really talk to again, I guess. It was a very weird element. I just didn't know how to make friends mm-hmm. and yeah, all of that it was just but it was still a good time. I mean, I did have like acquaintances or mutuals from but no one I could really call like a close friend i guess from mm-hmm. elementary school hmm yeah,
0: just a quick note t t g is a is is um is one of our friend groups that is uh that I've known since uh some of them I've known since elementary, but it's kind of like middle school, high school. Like, it's just a very long-term
1: mm-hmm. friend
0: group that we have. So interesting. Um, uh, Growing up, do you have, like, a favorite um, subject in school?
2: Probably art. I've always loved the art since I was little. Arts and crafts. I did not like PE. <laughs> I right, we... We would play kickball. I suck at kickball. I couldn't kick the ball. I couldn't I catch the ball? <laughs> uh I dreaded playing kickball <laughs> in okay. elementary school. Whenever whenever we play with like we have like those class like class games and stuff. Yeah. I dreaded P Art Arts and Crafts though. I really love arts and crafts.
0: <laughs> okay. Um did you do like uh so you kind of just did everything like crayons and like painting uh, kind of thing
2: crayons paintings uh, i would draw all the time when i was little and it's funny because i remember drawing the same thing every time it was, was a that? house it was a house <laughs> but i I mix it up a bit i like make it into like a little party house or just just a house i don't know it's it was like the um my ba- well, my backyard
1: oh, yeah, interesting. I
2: yeah so i don't
0: know it was weird i guess -hmm. interesting so like at least in the present day like do you ever like or do um when you imagine like having your own place like do you like do you think you'd be big on like home decor
2: oh yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) definitely i will be i am like i always look up like pinterest boards Mm -hmm. and like look at like the different aesthetics and stuff and I feel like I have many different types of aesthetics like I don't Uh, just specifically have one like you see my room it's like really pink right now mm -hmm. but I also really like like black and grudge kind of looks too and yeah so sometimes they clash (laughs) so like when I imagine my future house like with the home decor Mm -hmm. I'm just like I feel like every room is gonna have a different vibe (laughs) because I just like many different things
0: Uh uh-huh yeah interesting okay so do you think there'd be at least like a sufficient amount of pink in there oh yeah yeah
2: pink pink is you know i've been i know i said pink is my favorite color but i've been really into like purple and light blue as well recently Mm -hmm. like all the pastel colors
0: oh yeah Mm -hmm. very cool so yeah that's really cool um you know it's it's interesting to see that connection. <laughs> from the, At least I, that was the thing that popped into my head. So, okay. So, arts. Um, okay. So, what about, let's see. What about transition to middle school? What was that like for you?
2: In middle school, I went to Stevens Middle School.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I did have a better um, interaction with people in middle school. In um, sixth grade, I was in this pro, the PLUS program. And it was like a, it was a special program where it's with a specific class, and they're supposed to prep you for like high school and college kind of thing. And I had I don't I had more friends there, uh, but then that was also the last year they um, they were doing the plus program. Mm-hmm. So after sixth grade, we had to go back to like regular classes, and in seventh and eighth grade, we. Yeah, I just, sorry, I'm coming up with a blank here. No problem. <laughs> um, yeah, and then 7th, 8th grade, because mm-hmm. I wasn't in the same class as, like, the people I'm usually with, because usually you're in the same class. Like, every class is the same class in the program. Mm. But because I'm, you move back to regular classes, I didn't get to see them as much anymore. Oh, wow. But uh, th- this is actually where I joined the YMCA Youth Institute, um, an after-school program at Stevens Middle School, and that's where I actually met a lot of cool people and a lot of cool friends, and, um, the summer program, they actually paid you, like, 300 bucks to do it. Yeah, so that was, like, (laughs) the big thing, you know, I was, like, okay, I want to get paid, so I, I think I joined the summer before seventh grade, I believe, and this was the program where, um, you make a movie, you make a article page, you also go camping, all in that, all in that summer. So I learned how to use iMovie, I learned how to use a camera, I learned how to use Photoshop, and this is where, like, my social skills really, like, developed
1: Mm. in
2: this program, and I met a really, like, a lot of cool friends in this program. So, yeah, and this is, like, I guess this is where, like, I realize. well, I really love, I guess, in being in the creative aspect.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: just creating something, you know? Like, it, it felt really fun. It was just really fun. And I get to meet all these, like, amazing people in the program.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, <clears throat> So what was it, do you think, about, like, about the types of people that attended that event or do you think it's just like the fact that people um had like a common goal in that event so Mm -hmm. that you know it cultivated like an environment that's more suitable for like making like friendships
2: Mm -hmm. um well i i do think that everybody came into this event with different goals Mm because obviously money was like a big factor to some people like, oh, money, $300, sign me up, you know? (laughs) Or other people are like, oh, you have to make a movie. That's cool. I want to try making a movie. But like at the end of the program, it's like, it became so so much more than that because um, during the first one or two weeks, you go on a week-long wilderness retreat. And this Mm. is where uh, we actually do bonding and icebreakers. like be one with the wilderness kind of thing and like just being out in the woods you you tend to like rely on each other more you know
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and we did a lot of like oh my god this camp was so fun i missed it so (laughs) much like there's just group bonding activities there was a eight-hour hike like it was a long hike we hiked the whole day but it was amazing this was at king's canyon so i it's like up north somewhere and we also did like a scavenger hunt Mm -hmm. so they gave us a compass and a map or like a compass and like steps and we're supposed to like take x many steps at this direction at this um, degree or something and we're supposed to look for a a, a symbol and we're supposed to jot down that symbol and pretty much we're out there alone but really we're uh they're, the alumni and like the staff are like hiding out in the woods making sure we're all right okay yeah so that was really fun because you were just with your the group you were with is actually the movie team group mm. so you this is where you like really like bond with them and like go out in the woods and look for these symbols kind of thing so yeah, and this camp like really like brought us together, and then to like really prep us to like work together for the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How how um would you rate? Because it seems like that event like it was a pretty happy, like, a, a, at least a positive memory
2: for the most part. <sighs>
0: the most part. I, I, there, there, were, there
2: were some uh, bonding like games that were very difficult but because they were prepping us Mm -hmm. for like there was this game called the devil maze Uh I don't do you know there was another game similar to it but you have like paper square papers on the ground and you have to figure out the pathway to exit to the other side so if you step on the wrong square then you have to start all over again so you have to memorize the path every time someone is on the on that you know on that maze. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh during that game it was so hard because you have like the staff screaming at you <laughs> and stuff. Like they were being really, really harsh on us. Right. And like screaming and like we were all stressed because we we're like trying to figure out the pathway. And um but they said they were just prepping us for like Whenever there's like stressful situations, um, to just like, I guess they were just prepping us for like stressful sh- situations or like, um, yeah, I don't
0: know. Right. That I is am- that is so interesting because a, a recent person recently told me a similar story mm-hmm. about a camp that she went to, and and there was this, and she was explaining that there was this one where they were blindfolded and they had. They had this rope, um, and so they were you know, I think they were in the woods and then they were kind of like holding onto the rope and kind of moving forward, pry and progressing forward. But I think I think it was something like along the way there are people that are shouting negative things at you. Like, No, you can't do this, like you're you're you know, you're going the wrong way or something. And I think the and they were saying something like the purpose of that is like there's gonna be like in life you're gonna be met with all these voices, like trying to like tell you like you're not good enough or like mm-hmm. you're not you're not gonna make it or you're going the wrong way, but the whole point trying to create doubt in you and and I guess the whole purpose of the exercise was like to just keep like moving forward, like despite all these like outside influence. So yeah. I thought that was a really interesting like exercise. Um you know I've never yeah heard that before yeah we
2: usually we do the same thing every summer program unless you're like an alumni like the higher status um so that was the one thing i was not looking forward to every year every summer Uh, yeah but um the the reason behind it does make sense
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so then how about um the decision to go to poly how was that? How was that decision making?
2: I remember my top three high schools. First was Poly, and then Milliken, and then Cabrillo. Well, I had to put Cabrillo because it's my home school. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go to Poly because I just wanted a new environment. I, I, rem- I just knew that everyone at state or most most of the people at Stevens, they were going to Cabrillo. And I felt like I needed, like, a refresher, like, just something new. something new. And I the reason why I went to Stevens was because everybody in my Garfield class were going to, they were planning to go to Stevens. <laughs> so by the time I was, like, in eighth grade, I wanted, like, just a new, new, fresh start at Poly. And one of the... <laughs> One of the main reasons I chose Polly as like the new fresh start is because they had Japanese classes. <laughs> I really wanted to take, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I think Poly definitely had to be like one of, like not many schools offer Japanese, right? Um, at least in the high school.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's just Polly. or maybe that changed since mm-hmm. then. But I remember it was just poly.
0: Yeah, like, definitely not every high school did not <laughs> Not have... every
2: high school, yeah. yeah. I just remember, like, I don't know why language was such a game changer for me, but it was just, like, I want to take Japanese. Like, I could have, like, went to another high school and take Spanish for two years, you know? But I really wanted to take Japanese. And I'm glad I did, though, because it was, like, a really good experience. And I don't know, just learning about language and culture, to me, is just seems so interesting so I guess language was just a big part of my decision and I'm glad I went to poly
0: mm-hmm. was, yeah how was your poly experience
2: it was it was great it was um so I guess a little funny story uh I don't know if you remember having this letter but there was like a letter or like a for taking pre-Japanese classes in the summer before you got to high school. I don't know if you ever received that or you remember something like that, but I did that. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, I don't think I signed up for Japanese until I got to Poly.
2: Until you got to Poly. Yeah. So I, I took the Japanese classes in the summer. I'm such an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I learned like all the basics before taking... Japanese one
1: Mm.
2: (laughs) but what was funny about it is that that's where I met Camille Mm. and Kirsten they were both in my classes and they're they're both of them are really good friends of mine specifically Camille we we took the Japanese class together and I find out that she was in the YMCA Youth Institute for high school Mm. And I was in the middle school one that year because I decided to stay during eighth grade summer. but she was there for the high school one, which was hilarious because um, I guess that's where we like really bonded and like we bonded over like the program and like talking about our experiences and stuff. And you know, she's still like a close friend right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so it's been like like a decade, more than a decade wow. that we we've, we've been friends um so yeah so then we started having classes together first year of high school and we just started getting close from then I remember my first two years of high school we both would visit the YMCA because it's like down the street on Atlantic just like straight down they probably like I think they moved locations already but back then it was um it was just down it was a walk from Polly, and we would go after school and i also joined the summer the high school summer program and camille was there too obviously because she was um she was gonna be an alumni Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah
0: (laughs) that's really cool yeah um yeah there you had like you took japanese for four years all all four years right of
2: Yes, all oh, four years. <laughs>
0: yes, you're definitely one of like the top people, uh, at least.
2: I, uh, I I don't know about <laughs> that. I I have okay, This is what I I have done a lot of extracurriculars with Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like I did the Japan Bowl. Like for two, the two years we went to DC. Yes. But I was the least. How do I say this? I was not, I was, I was, how do I put this in a, where I'm not (laughs) putting myself down, but I definitely, Irene and David, which were, they were on the team with me, um, in the Japan Bowl team, they, they are definitely smarter, smarter than me. They, like, I, uh, I'm not the smartest one in the group.
0: (laughs) She's being humble. She's part of the, um, like the top T- the cream of the crop, people that went to this uh, this Japanese language competition, and I mean, they studied a lot. Like I was in that class, like I was taking Japanese all four er, all four years as well. And I mean, the, the amount of like of vocab that, and and I'm sure boompo that or <laughs> grammar that these guys had to learn was insane. It's insane. Like I. It, these guys are amazing so and lovely definitely was um you know really you know just really like you know worked hard and then also just like really took it in like you know, I feel like she you know like she said she applied that knowledge um you know to these competitions, and you know she she did well, she did amazing, so that's really cool,
2: yeah, I mean, I was very passionate about it, so. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'm curious who who taught that like pre like pre high school like class.
2: I, th- I think it was like a separate thing. Oh. Like it was like a third party summer program. Interesting. Uh, it w- it would happen like every Sunday, and it was actually near my house, so it was just like down the street. So but cool. I I. There were a few poly people in there there are, I don't know if they were all poly people, but there were a few in there that were um from were going to polyi. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we also like learned like culture and stuff in there. We learned how to make rice balls like lemonigities and stuff so mm-hmm.
0: uh, the one question I didn't ask is um what what was the interest uh behind Japanese that got you so interested?
2: you know (laughs) this is gonna sound like so nerdy but (laughs) at first like at first it was because that's around the time I started like really getting into watching anime Mm -hmm. and I wanted to you know listen to anime without the subtitles, title you know <laughs> but then once i um, actually take took the classes like i i learned more about the culture like just the language and everything like, i just felt more in love with um, not just like the pop culture itself but just like traditional culture and like everything and just seeing videos and vlogs about japan just i just really wanted to go and
0: yeah, I can uh, completely relate with the reason why. I mean, I that's exactly <laughs> the same reason why I took Japanese. Um for my interest in anime, but definitely the culture, the I mean, Japan is just a beautiful place. Um mm-hmm. you know. It just the,
2: became much more than that once you like take the classes.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was the uh yeah. yeah. Um So, yeah, Japanese. Um, and then you mentioned let's see what else. Um, hmm, hmm. okay, and then the cosplaying didn't come in until college, or was that before like this time period as well?
2: Um, not until early college, not until
0: early
2: college, yeah. Okay, does it come until early college? I mean, I think I dressed up like no, yeah, it was definitely college.
0: <laughs> okay, so before that period, so during high school, what, what was like, like, who was lovely in high school, like, in terms of like, where, like, how would you have described yourself in high school, like, your aspirations, or just where were you?
2: Like, at that time, I mm. was really into movie, like, movie making, editing, picture editing, like, Photoshop and stuff. I was, that was my whole first two years of high school. I was, like, I want to be a film major Mm. kind of thing, and um, during the last year I attended for um, the YMCA Youth Institute, it was, um, I became a tech tutor and a camp leader, and that year we invited a bunch of other high schools into our camp so I went to because there were so many high schools that were attending and I was an alumni at that time and the camp leader I had to go did I go for I had to go for two weeks Mm -hmm. I had to go for two weeks some people had to go for three I just I for me I was like two weeks is enough for me I'll do it for two weeks and so I became a camp leader and just like interacting with like a bunch of different people and seeing how much like, I inspired them. It was such a great feeling, you know. And I remember getting a letter from like one of the kiddos. I mean, they're not kiddos; they're just the like around the same age as me. But um, they like gave me a letter before um, the camp ended. It was so sweet. Like it was just, it was just like making that change in someone else's life. It's like amazing to me. And, um, so yeah, I really, I, that was like my last year I attended. And then I will be my third and fourth year of high school. That's where I started getting into dancing.
1: Mm.
2: And I attended uh, a dance summer camp called Pat camp. It's run by pack modern at Cal state Long Beach from Cal state Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And because my sister, she did it the year before. And I was like, you know, this looks pretty fun. So I did both the winter and summer pack camp. And oh my gosh, this is where I fell in love with dancing <laughs> and stuff. And I didn't know how much I loved it until I tried it out. And as you can see, my interests are like <laughs> everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's <sighs> a lot of creative endeavors. Yeah.
2: So I joined, I joined pack camp. And I saw, my sister and I saw auditions for a, like a competitive dance team,
1: Mm. hip hop
2: dance team called M3 and we auditioned for it and I got in and the rest of this history, I, (laughs) I just became just a competitive dancer for the rest of high school and we went to dance competitions and I think that was the reason why I stopped going to the YMCA was because I was At that time, I was like really focused on dance. Yeah. Nice. And then I stopped dancing and I stopped being on a team in college because, you know, college stuff. (laughs) It's going to be, it won't, it's going to, yeah, the people in the team, they changed my life as well.
0: Okay. That's really cool. Um, Dancing. That's cool. So, like, did that... Just say. So how is like... So performing was... Hmm. So was that kind of like your first time like on stage, like in front of people experience kind of thing? Or, hmm. I know that you did kind of like, you know, the leadership stuff in YCN. So mm-hmm. you, you were in front of people, but I guess not on the stage not before. Not on
2: stage, correct. I mean in the YMCA, like, at the end of the program, we have, like, this huge, like, movie showing where we show all of our movies on the Mm -hmm. screen, but that's technically not me being on stage, but Mm -hmm. me seeing my face, you know, on the big screen, it's just, like, that's me, that's me, all right, Mm. Uh, but, hmm, what's that the, I believe Winter, yeah, the pack cap, I believe that was my first time doing like being on stage performing on stage no I lied in elementary I did choir and violin
0: Mm, okay
2: so but I will yeah so yeah I I I did do it in elementary school but it's been I guess it's been just a while since I performed on stage again when I did it in high school
0: right so were you like comfortable like kind of like with the light kind of being on you like by that time
2: yeah I was I Mm didn't It felt like I felt comfortable I felt like I belonged there I love performing on stage I feel like I'm alive when I'm on like performing on stage it's just so fun like I of course I get those like I get nervous before going on stage but once you get on and once you get off it's just like it's just an experience
0: Okay. That's super cool. Yeah, because, I mean, I was... Like, I was... Maybe I am still petrified of, like, stages. Like, (laughs) I was, like... I was... I mean, I had, like, stage fright for, like, forever. I mean, like, I I did have that similar... Even though the fear was the dominant feeling, I I definitely, like, on stage, you definitely feel that alive when you're talking. I definitely... you, You do feel that. There's, like, the adrenaline of, like... That there's something worthy to see here. I don't know, like, because I did play violin, um, like you know, just a, like a elementary school violin, and then, um, yeah, like, but that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, because the, the whole stage thing, like for me, like in front of the camera, I was I was never like that. So then doing this whole like, well, doing the podcast, and then also doing like these stories, just kind of help desensitize my, uh, <laughs> my anxiety for being mm-hmm. in front of the camera. Um, but oh, that's interesting. Interesting. So, huh. Interesting. So, do you, so, was there anything else in your life that kind of compared to the experience of what it's like to be a performer? Do you think, or do you think, perf- you know, being not just a dance performer, but just like you know, what you do on Twitch, and what you do with, like, the cosplays, like, and, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything that would, like, do you think that would, like, beat that feeling? Like, I know... I, I'm just relating things, like, when that kid sent you that letter, you know, that was also another powerful event. Yes. Um You know, it's something that was meaningful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think both, both are meaningful. But do you think that there's anything else that you've come across so, so far?
2: Uh, no, those two were like like stage like being on stage performing and making a difference in someone's life like those those two events were like very meaningful to me mm-hmm. it really shaped to like what i what I do today you know i so after um so after leaving my competitive team in college, there was a Filipino culture night that I wanted to join and so I, I my first year, I did tinikling which is um, a Filipino dance where you dance in between like two sticks hitting each other. And because I left my competitive team to focus on college, which is funny because I decided to join PCN, Filipino Culture Night, where I was going to work again, <laughs> like practice for um performing again um I was just like wow I really do love being on stage like it was just amazing it was and then I wanted I did it for the other years of college and during that time in college I was also I also joined a cosplay idol group (laughs) where we dance at conventions if you guys don't know it uh, I'm in the Aquarius, and we are a Love Live cosplay idol group, and we do dance cover, makes music videos, and I guess that that group like it really mixed in all my interests like dancing, cosplaying, and I also did a few video editing, and then we took pictures, and we went to like different conventions. It was it was amazing, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. It, um, you know, it, it is a combination of the, um of many things, um, of, like, that, um, you know, the anime interest as well, Japanese, yeah. as I'm sure, is in there, um, so I'm re- that's really cool, you know, that you were able to find that and kind of, like, participate in that because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it does align with a lot of things that you're interested in, um, you know, for me, like, whenever I see you guys, like, you know, whenever I see your uh, videos and stories, <laughs> like, you know, you guys dancing, I'm like, wow, like, I, for me, at least, it's like, a um, I'm like, I just think you guys just like are amazing, you know, it's just, <laughs> because it's like, for me, like, you know, I was like, always kind of like a generally shy and, you know, stage fright kind of person. And so, you know, when I see you guys like going up there and you guys are so passionate about the things that you do, you know, the dances that you guys do, like, I think that's really cool to, to be able to like do that and then also like share that with the world. Mm -hmm. you know share your passion and because you know as a viewer of that content like you know it just makes me really happy to see other people um enjoying their passions and and and, you know i think it's really cool that they're able to share that Mm -hmm. because it's it's an important story to kind of get out there and and yeah so you guys are amazing um (laughs) you know in what you guys do
2: thank you yeah we we love what we do we we do practices well they do because everybody most of of the members they live like down near like san diego oh wow so me and my other friend we live up here and once a month we go down to practice but it's been a while since we performed the last time we performed was january of last year Mm -hmm. and that was like our peak that was our peak as an idol group Mm -hmm. we we did two performances back-to-back weekends we also did a competition at ala Mm -hmm. anime los angeles and we won we were in the master division and we we won runner up for performance yeah so that was like our peak that was the peak of our of our career, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: and then the pandemic happened, and then it just went down <laughs> again. <laughs> but it's okay. I mean,
0: wow! But Are yeah. you guys yeah. ever like looking to go back? Maybe
2: we we want to. Mm-hmm. We want to go back. We of course we all miss performing. We tried. We did a social distance, like dance cover, and where we all filmed like our we all filmed the dance. Mm -hmm. individually and then I was actually the one that edited it it, it, it. (laughs) and I had to like put them all yeah I just just edited the video and because it was like a social distance cover Mm
0: -hmm. I had to like
2: put people into columns on the screen and that took a long time (laughs) because the rendering killed my computer but it was all worth it because it came out really 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 cute
0: that's really cool. Yeah, you you mentioned um, your computer isn't exactly, uh, you know, to that level of uh, heavy processing.
2: No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> or... no, nope, not at all. But not yeah. at all. It hates me whenever I edit, <laughs> but it's fine. Hmm. It's fine.
0: So the so then okay so there's a couple things okay so. So then you, so you were in kind of like the college era, and then during this time, you were also studying psychology for the degree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then, um, what was the, in, like, what was the, um, I guess reasoning for that psychology? Where, where did this come from?
2: So, I took AP psychology my senior year uh, in high school. hmm And I just found it super interesting. Like, I took it because Camille, she said, oh, I'm going to take it. I was like, oh, I'll try it out, too. Mm -hmm. And I actually fell in love with the concept and just learning about people. And I think one of the biggest, like, reason I did psychology was Mm -hmm. because I wanted to inspire people and make a change in someone's life. Um, Just like how I did as a camp leader in my early years of high school. And um, I guess that was like one of the reasons. I mean, I did go into college as an AP bio major. I was very interested in like brain and brain activity. And I was going to do like a bio major, psych minor kind of thing. But uh, my first year or first semester, it was the first semester I switched out. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) I can't do this. So I, uh, that second semester of college, I was like, okay, I'm a psych major. I'm going to be a psych major, like full-on psych major. So yeah, I switched my major during, I didn't even survive a full year as a bio major. I, I was like, that first semester, I was like, that's it. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't study all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially since like the only thing that was interesting to me was like the brain. Um I everything else about like bio didn't really interest me. So so I went to psych. Mm-hmm. And And did you do it? I I enjoyed it a lot more. A lot more. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That's interesting. And then um So like by the end of like towards the end of like um the degree for psychology, like did your um i guess did your views on psychology change um was it the same uh kind of interest when you when you first came in or was it like an altered viewpoint of some sort at the end about psychology it was
2: it was interesting It. i remember taking social psychology and Mm -hmm. just everything about people was just so interesting to me And then I knew I wanted to work with children, so I took a child, child development. And yeah, it was just, I guess, an eye opener. Um, It's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, other than it was just very interesting to me to learn, like, about people and behavior and I don't know. I, it's so hard to explain, right. but I just enjoyed
0: it. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, um, okay. So then, a- so then after you you graduated, um, and you said you did work, you did want to work with kids. So then, I know that you've become recently a behavioral technician. Mhm. And um, can you explain a little bit on what behavioral technicians do?
2: Yes, so behavior technicians, um, pretty much we're doing ABA. ABA is Applied Behavior Analysis. And um, the company I'm working for where we go to clients' houses, we help the family. Um, Pretty much we're analyzing the behavior and seeing what we could do to replace the challenging behavior with a more socially accepted behavior kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess, for example, um, let's say the child is tugging at mom and that they want to replace that behavior with um, like tapping the shoulder instead, you know? So it's like replacing that behavior, but it's also more than just that. It's like, there's a lot of uh, discrete trial training.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um where we just teach them behavior, I guess. For example, we um, there could be a child who is nonverbal. So we we're gonna try to find ways for the child to ex- express like what he, he wants or they want. So um, usually, uh, Children, they cry when they want something, right? Mm-hmm. They cry, they whine, they might swipe at people. Um, and they, how do I explain this? So when you grow older, usually you learn words, like you learn how to talk, but because um, the child is nonverbal, mm-hmm. you, they're just going to cry to get what they want. And yes. that is something uh, that is a challenging behavior. And we want to replace, like, teach them how to other ways to get mom's attention or dad's attention or, like, get what they want. So, like, I, I notice some behavioral technicians um, for nonverbal clients, they, they do, like, more if they want more of something or open, like, try to teach them how to do, like, open. Or if they want choose like choose like the J like 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 sign language stuff or like all done like all done, um, or like tapping the shoulder, or like pointing at something when they want something. It's like stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so definitely I can definitely see um, you know, it's what the what behavioral technicians do are, are super important because, um, you know, it helps these kids um. I'm sure socially, um, help them to kind of, um, you know, just get better outcomes for themselves ultimately because, um, they are surrounded with other people and, and learning how to, um, you know, interact in a way that is, you know, beneficial for, for both parties, I'm sure is going to help them and, and I'm sure help their parents and also, um, Mm -hmm. just everyone around them.
2: Yeah, I know the parents, they're very grateful for what I do, Mm -hmm. um, they're just it's really fun. I don't it could be fun and then it could also be mentally draining because you have to like stay that very energetic and happy mood um around the around the kids. And you just have to make it fun for them because you don't wanna make lessons boring, you know? Yeah. And you wanna try to whatever you try to teach them something, you wanna like implement the play into it and you wanna make it fun. Like, for example, you wanna like reward them if they're doing something good. Like I have to pay attention to what they like. Mm-hmm. I have to see what they like, what they're going for, what they're playing with at that moment. And I use that to my advantage. So I if I see them playing with with a book, they're, they're reading a book, they're going towards the book, right? I take the book. And I'm like high five and they high five me good job there you go and then they get the book so they know like if they do uh, what I'm asking them they get a reward like we want it's like positive reinforcement you know yeah and um you just want to reinforce the good behavior so like I really have to like pay attention to like what they like to play with so I could use that to my advantage
0: definitely definitely it's so interesting because um at least I, I was reading a book about habits about habit okay. formations and you know there's always the um there's the uh kind of triangle where it's like you have a cue or like a trigger and then you have the behavior and then you have the reward okay. you know so you know once like and then over time um that's how our habits form and that's also why it's really hard for us to like change our habits um, because you know a lot of that is like subconscious after a certain point Um, but you know what you guys do is like you know that new habit formation Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know introducing that trigger Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: defining Mm -hmm. the behavior and then also you know giving that reward Mm -hmm. so that it is that positive reinforcement
2: Mm -hmm. Correct. it's kind of hard to find the balance between play mm-hmm. and like um perform like doing your goals right right and usually with with new clients bts they have to build that relationship with them first so you have to play with them first no no demand no demands just play so mm-hmm. they because are you gonna li- like are you gonna listen to someone you don't know you know right like All of a sudden they're placing demands on you and just like, well, I don't even know you. So when you get a new client, you have to like build that rapport with them and just play with them and have them get used to you. And then after that, um, you work on goals. Like you just like slowly introduce them to like goals right? while also implementing play. And I guess that's where, for me, it's where the transition between, from going from play to, like, implementing all the goals I need to do is, like, where it's a little hard because it's, like, they're so used, I'm so, we're both used to, like, just playing with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, finding a good balance where they don't feel like I'm placing too much demands or I'm placing too many demands on them, where they, I lose that rapport with them. Right. You know, because, like, if I place too many demands, then my relationship with them might go down kind of thing. So I really need to find, like, that nice balance where, like, I'm, like, I guess I just, you know, just just slowly introduce it to them and then build up from there.
0: That is hilarious. My mind just made a connection um, Mm -hmm. between, like, your, um, between your, like, rational mind and then also, like, your um kind of like your subconscious self so like your inner talk dialogue you know when you're you were just describing your interaction with like your client but then my mind was like that's kind of like it in- like the way that you like the self talk like when you're talking to yourself because it's like all those things that you just mentioned applies when you're like trying to get yourself to like do something because like you, um like not not like like me like i, I guess i'm talking about me You know, if I it's that balance between like play and that balance um, and work, Mm -hmm. right? So the demand. So so, um, you know, if I tell myself to like work too much, then you know, just that it's like almost like it's like this idea of like, you know, like the the analogy that you're like the rider and, like, this elephant, for some reason. They they use this analogy where, like, your subconscious is, like, the elephant and then your rational mind is, like, the rider on top. And the rider can't exactly, like, control the elephant. It can only, like, it has to, like, it has to work with it, kind of thing. Mm. And that's, like, how I've found to kind of, like, work with myself. You, You can't just, like, demand consistently demand, like, work from yourself. You have to, like, um... You have to work with yourself. Like, negotiate yeah. mm-hmm. in a weird way um, with yourself.
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: So, so, interesting. So, so you have this behavioral technician thing going on, and then, at the same time, you started this whole Twitch streaming, um... <laughs> kind of adventure. So, how's that been?
2: It's good. I will just honestly didn't see myself... ...streaming like I don't know it, I never saw myself streaming never in my life and for some reason it's really fun um try to figure out how I started I think earlier this year or no maybe like a little late last year
1: mm-hmm.
2: I started watching streamers um usually I watch like YouTube videos of their like real or clips you know mm-hmm. and stuff I usually don't for some reason I before I didn't like watching like the whole thing I just want to watch like the interesting parts like highlights I guess yeah which is why I always like watch um just YouTube clips but last year I started playing a lot of Animal Crossing Mm -hmm. and there was this Animal Crossing streamer YouTube streamer that I was watching a lot of a lot there was like two of them and I was like oh this this like so fun they're like just building their island they're just chilling but i was like maybe I, that's probably not for me though and then i started watching other streamers because um john my boyfriend he told me about gta vrp mm. like an rp server and i was watching what was i watching i was watching i think Sakuna I was writing Saikuno,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then Valkyrie, and then Fuzli, Like, that whole, like, crew, I think it's because on TikTok, I saw a lot of their clips. And I was like, you know, these people seem really interesting. I got to watch one of their streams. So I started watching them, and I just saw how much fun they were having, you know? It, was, it just seems like they're having fun, and they're, like, playing games with friends. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> like, I guess you could say I just realized this because I haven't performed in at least a year
0: mm-hmm.
2: that streaming kind of feels like performing in a way. Yeah. Like, because I'm putting myself out there. People are watching me do something. And I guess that's what I was craving for this past Year and a half,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like just, I don't, I don't. It's so weird. yeah, I think yeah. I just realized that maybe, maybe I was, I was just missing performing, and I thought streaming was a good way to like get back. Can I get back into it in a way mm-hmm. where I'm just playing games and people watch me, and and I'm like talking to to them, and huh, what a realization. <laughs>
0: That's what happens I, here on the Gero podcast.
2: The, the realization. Yeah. And I also wanted to start streaming because I wanted to um just get myself out there to play games with my friends. Mm-hmm. I have really bad gaming anxiety. Really? Yeah, like I, I which is weird because I used to play League a lot, a lot in high school. Like mm-hmm. I didn't care. I just played League for fun. I played with friends. I played with like I game with like strangers and stuff and I don't know and then and I just started developing this anxiety where I I I'm scared to play with my friends Mm because I suck you know Mm. like I was scared to like be really bad and I stopped playing competitive games because I didn't want to be in a team with people who are gonna like be mean to me Mm -hmm. I have a very fragile heart like (laughs) yeah I was just like scared of that and then I know like during game nights with like friend groups they're like asking me to play games or like I see they're playing something and I and I want to and I just I can't bring myself to to play with them for some reason it's really weird but I started streaming so I could like I guess have fun with it like like force myself to like play games with friends right. like oh I'm streaming this day with, and I'm thinking of playing this game do you want to play this game with me kind of thing you know and yeah um, so yeah that's what so I've been playing a lot of games with friends recently like like a, a little bit more than you I used to
0: mm-hmm. how do you feel the the game anxiety has been like do you think it's it's a decrease a bit or
2: it definitely decrease okay it definitely decrease um but i still can't bring myself to play competitive games Mm -hmm. because unless it's like a full squad a full team with people i know i can't bring myself to play with strangers um just because there's a lot of like I've seen, I've seen. I want to play Valorant, right? Mm-hmm. I really want to try it out. But I have seen TikTok clips of people being very, very, very rude to girls, right? And <laughs> or just like people being mean to like people in general, you know. And I, right. I, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I do not want to be in a a team with randos because I'm just scared of like them like trash talking me Mm -hmm. and I'm like the kind of person if I if someone says something mean Mm -hmm. I confront them about it but then I cry about it afterwards (laughs) but
0: yeah and I think that's completely reasonable because like because I mean like the way that I view feelings like feelings like they just happen like you don't control feelings like because the Mm -hmm. feelings so the the thing with my on feelings like feelings just happen the thing that you can control is like the behaviors is is your behavior right so like I can feel mad
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's just I I, but that doesn't give me the right to like you know like go off on somebody like like you know like Mm -hmm. it's like yes like the feeling of mad is like indicating that yes a certain value of yours was like cross like a something mm-hmm. like was violated so it's like it's an indication like yes like you should think about it like yes it's, like something happened here is like the point of like the emotion um but that the you should not like you're still responsible for like you know your actions and um and and so yeah like i that whole like that's really brave actually like the whole confronting and then also like you know letting your body like feel the emotion because um is important as well for like proper um you know emotion like regulation because mm-hmm. you know y- yeah so that's really interesting that's really yeah
2: interesting. i just hate having people have their way if they don't like i remember these other two times i'm sorry i'm gonna backtrack a bit but Mm -hmm. um in high school um i was riding the bus home and these kids in the back they were throwing like spitball at this other kid like right Mm -hmm. in front of me and i'm just like i screamed at them i was like are you guys kidding me you guys have to stop that's not funny at all And they stopped you know or there's this other time where i was also on the bus and these kids in the back they were telling the bus they were screaming like You drive too slow, bus driver. Go with you faster. Oh, my gosh. And I I went to the front, and I was, like, telling the bus driver, don't listen to them. You're driving just fine. And then the kids in the back were, like, she's telling you you drive slow. And I was, like, no, I'm not. You guys are being rude. Like, I just had this, like, I just, like, if I see something, I'm going to say something, you know? Mm -hmm. I can't. You can't just, I, like, I do my best not to be a bystander, mm-hmm. you know? If I see something, I'm going to say something. I, like, bystander effect is, I mean, it happens with all of us. I mean, I do have my times, like, situations where I do become a bystander, but I try my right. best not to. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that most definitely, you know, it's brave during the times that, you know, you are able to like say something when, um, you know that doesn't align with your values, you know, because I, my thing is like, if you live a life at best aligned to your values, then and then just you're more likely to be in a positive mood, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're living in an inauthentic or ingenuine life, it's just like you're gonna be coming across a lot of situations where you, your subconscious is like not agreeing with you and you're going to be in a lot of inner conflict and and you don't know why, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you do what you do, you know, if you speak up about when you see, like, you know, perceived wrongs and you know, you do something about it, you know, that's... It's brave. And you don't have to, you know... We're human, ultimately. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we do our best and no one's going to take fault when, like, you know, you aren't able to do it every time because... Mm-hmm. we're not robots you know we're we're people that are trying their best to mm-hmm. like just live a life that you know is according to their values
2: yeah exactly and like most of the time if you do speak up about it
0: most mm-hmm. of the time
2: they're not expecting people to say anything you know and they like once you say when someone says something it's like they stop oh yeah it's I- like oh sh- oh someone actually told me to this doesn't happen before you
0: know exactly and and, and it ultimately should start you know a discussion about like what really is going on and like you know sometimes like you said like people just kind of like say stuff without thinking about it and Mm -hmm. then it's just like they don't know you know they they don't know about the the consequences of their words and their actions and you know given some time to reflect they might actually um (laughs) disagree with their own you know behaviors. Yeah, yeah, and and so that's, that's the important. Hope. Yeah, that's what I hope for. Yeah. So interesting, Lily. so interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, so we we talked about Twitch streaming a little bit, the cosplay. Um, yeah, we kind of
2: went off topic with the streaming, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's perfectly fine. You know, I I love. Um, that was a great segue because um, you know, it shows. You know, there's that phrase that, um, you know, I think it's something like society, societies fall when like, what's it like, when good men like say nothing or something like that. It's like where basically like, you know, like hinting on that bystander effect where it's like, you know we all kind of like agree on like some certain like values of like you know maybe respect or you know i guess a collective agreement of like what is okay and what is not and i mean that's always going to be an, an eternal argument like an, an eternal debate um but it's important that when we do see something that's wrong to speak up and I mean, that takes a lot of courage. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, so, interesting. So, where do you want to see, like, this whole um, psychology thing play out? Do you think that you're going to kind of uh, progress with that or take it somewhere else? or?
2: You... Uh, right now, I, this is my f- first time doing ABA.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I just want to feel it out for now. I knew I wanted to work with children. And just trying to see how I like it right now. Uh, I'm just getting used to it. So, because I just started. And right now it's really mentally draining. Um, but I'm going to push through. And, like, once I get uh used to it more, hopefully I do, like, I feel much more better about it. So, yeah, I'm just trying to see how I like it. I might take the B cat. Um, but I'm going to see if I this is something for me, I guess. i mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if this is something for me. Interesting. In that in an ideal world I'd be a content creator.
0: Brian. <laughs> right. right, in an ideal world. Yeah, cuz everything I've um um you know, everything I've heard so far, you know, everything is alignment with the arts and performing and um you know teaching. I definitely like a teaching aspect to to that. So you know if you can somehow combine those things like you did at the um you know with your with your cosplay group um <laughs> definitely I'm sure that's gonna be important you know for you. Yeah. But I mean that's like, you know, of course, that's easier said than done. Ha-
2: yeah. It doesn't <laughs> happen to everyone. It doesn't yeah. happen to everyone. But it, if ever comes to the point, I, that would be the dream, honestly. But yeah, now, it will be a hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you're making the right moves, you know? It looks like with the, with the Twitch stuff. And, you know, you're putting your expertise with the uh, video editing in there with your content creation. On TikTok, Twitch, <laughs> um, you don't have a YouTube yet, do you?
2: I do have a YouTube. YouTube? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but I haven't posted on it in okay. a long time. But that's where I usually put my dance covers or vlogs if I ever do make vlogs.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, like, you know, with your whole with the start of the whole Twitch streaming, um, yeah, you you definitely. You definitely have that um like you definitely have that important characteristic of of, um, of leadership. I, I feel like definitely in you, it's like um, you have this gentle leadership vibe to yourself, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's something that people gravitate towards, you know, and, and you're passionate and you're genuine.
2: That's hilarious cuz you described by Meyer Briggs t- uh result. <laughs> that's
0: exactly.
2: that's my br- yeah.
0: <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah. Um but definitely. You know, I see it just from this, you know, from our conversation today that um you know, you're definitely you know, a spirit or soul that attracts um you know, other individuals. You, you know, you definitely like empower other individuals um, just by the life that you like lead
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know like you know genuine like genuinity is really important to me like as a value and um, just because like when I see a person like being truth to themselves and like um, and, and just trying their absolute best to, to move forward in life like that you know that's what I hope for other people and when i see an example of that in life like yourself and and what you do um not only does it inspire me i'm sure it inspires like everyone else and it's like a cascading effect you know like if you do like if you aim to be the the best version of yourself not only will that help yourself but then also everyone around you but then not only that everyone that watches you because you decide to share your story and so the, your effect is just multiplied <laughs> you know by by the amount of um you know just how far you can get you know your story out there so so yeah definitely I, I really hope that you know um you know you find a path that is in alignment with you that 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 can you know support you and also like you know something you're passionate about so that you can sustain it for years, and uh, and along the way, like inspire like thousands of people along the way.
2: Well, thank you, Pierre
0: One hundred percent. Like this is this is amazing. Like, uh, this conversation was was amazing. Just because you know, I, I got to witness a bit of good out there in the universe <laughs> with your story yeah and and i'm sure it's not you know it's definitely i'm sure not been easy to 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 get all those experiences along the way i'm sure you've had plenty of hardships plenty of Mm -hmm. of um you know you know of the uh unfairness and tragedies of like life um but despite all that and despite all the future um you know instances of that like you know your soul is able to to, um, you know, just kind of similar to that, uh, to that blindfold exercise, you know, to, to kind of <laughs> yeah. keep moving forward um, despite all of that. I mean, that is just courageous and brave and, you know, just the most amazing thing that I can at least witness in another human being.
2: Thank you for listening to my story. Like, it's just, there's there was a lot of things that really shaped to, like, be who I am today. And it's really nice talking about it, like, and then realizing other things, like, there's so many factors that came into play in my life that made me, me.
0: <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. yeah, like, that's kind of like what I kind of, you know, hope that you know people kind of experience like on like their short time here on the podcast you know like I I, a lot of people don't have that you don't really come across a lot of instances where it's like okay like go all the way back and tell me (laughs) you know about your Mm -hmm. story to define your story because you know we live our life kind of like day-to-day a lot of the times Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we don't define like our story like we we don't Say it out into the world and 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 what we find is that we realize a lot of things when we put our story out there, just yeah, because Yeah. You know. yeah, so I'm happy that you know you got something out of the episode
2: <laughs> I did, I really appreciate you listening to me
0: yeah no yeah it's I mean it's a pleasure for me i um you know I like I said, like I get to touch a little bit of the good in the universe through these conversations. <laughs> um but yeah yeah so i i you know I, it's around the time though you know we we do wrap up um you know i hope that i definitely can get a follow-up um and also just future episodes you know because the cool thing about these podcasts is like um you know i always think of these like first you know first kind of episodes like just as a little like time stamp you know like this is like who lovely you know This is who her being was like at this particular date and like i like that (laughs) yeah and you know sometime in the future like it's just like i always there's so many things that changes throughout the day Mm -hmm. and like the week and there's so much and so like i'm sure the next time you're able to speak like there's pl, there's plenty that we didn't touch there's plenty that you know there will be to talk Mm -hmm. about and you know i look forward to the next episode that we can sit down and talk (laughs) yeah so, yeah, um, do you, um, where can the viewers find you, Lovely? Do you have any socials that you want to shout out there? Sure.
2: So, oh, gosh, I have a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Instagram is lovelies underscore costs i um, I'm sure Gabriel will post post all the links somewhere. And then my TikTok is also lovelies underscore cos. My hey Twitch, my my Twitch is lovelies underscore. My YouTube is lovelies. And yeah. And then uh in either of those profiles, you'll see a a link that has all that connects to all of my other socials on there. So yeah
0: very cool (laughs) yeah definitely go uh, subscribe to her guys wherever um, her socials are Um, she's really cool Um, I'm sure she's gonna develop you know a big following because of everything that we've discussed like I said um, she's an amazing person and you know um, I'm sure that people will gravitate to her naturally so so yes thank you so much lovely for joining me in this Saturday morning Um, thank you (laughs) it was a pleasure um and uh, i hope you know that everything goes well with you and then and that i look forward to our next uh meeting
2: for sure thank you so much for having me
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much all right that will wrap up our 11th episode of the gabriel podcast i hope you guys are doing well today as well and uh, i'll see you on the next one bye